Beloved, if you will, my brothers and my sisters, if you will, scroll with me, turn with me. In your life's owner's manual, your basic instruction before leaving the earth, scroll with me to the Gospel of Mark. Mark, the second chapter. Let's look at verses 1 through 5. Amen. That is the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. As recorded in the New, in the New King James Version, And again, he entered Capernaum, some say Capernaum, after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately, many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic man, a paralytic who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Amen. Let us look to the Lord. Gracious Lord and Holy Father God, we ask this morning that you would clear our hearts, clear our minds, and clear our souls, Lord, that we would receive a message from you. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. May my soul look up with steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. Amen. Amen. And amen. You may be seated this morning. When they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men, and when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. This morning, meditate with me upon the thought, Who is in your corner? Who is in 
your corner. I remember when uh, uh, I was a little boy growing up here in the city, my mother always telling us to be careful who we hung with. My parents knew all of our, who all of our friends were. We knew who we could and who we could not hang out with. We learned early who was and who was not in our corner. One of my favorite television shows, you've all heard me mention this from time to time, is a show called The First 48. The First 48, which is about homicide detectives across the country solving homicides, and it always strikes me at the number of young men, of young people, who get swept up and convicted all because they were hanging out with the wrong people all because they were hanging with the wrong people. They, too, end up being charged with some pretty serious charges. Capital murder, first-degree murder, felony robbery, felony aggravated assault, felony battery, they get charged with just about everything, all because they choose to hang with people who they thought were their friends, with people who commit crimes while they are hanging out with them. Just another example to be careful who you hang with. Because you don't know who is or is not in your corner. Our text this morning takes place in a little fishing town called Capernaum, where the disciple Peter lived. Jesus is just starting out his ministry journey, out on his ministry journey, and by all accounts, he had already done quite a bit in, rel in a relatively short period of time. He had already been baptized by John. He had already gone into the wilderness after being baptized. He stayed in the wilderness for 40 days. He had already been tempted by Satan. He had already been with the wild beast in the wilderness. He had already ministered by, had already been ministered to by the angels. He had already been to Galilee after the imprisonment of John the Baptist. He had already recruited Simon, which we know as Peter, and his brother Andrew, both fishermen. He also had already by this time 
time in our text, recruited James, the son of Zebedee, and James's brother John. He had already been in Capernaum, where he had already taught in the synagogues on the Sabbath, where he taught with authority and not as the scribes taught. By this point in our text, he had already casted out unclean spirits from a possessed man. And immediately, and immediately, when he returned, immediately the people swarmed around the house the courtyard around the house. He had already, by this point in the text, healed Simon Peter's mother-in-law of fever. He had already healed many of those who were sick and possessed, who, who were brought to him. He had already gone to a solitary place where he prayed. He had already done all of these things by the, by the time we've reached this point of the text. During all of his activity, God continued to be in Jesus' corner. He gave him Simon, Peter, and Andrew. He gave him James and John who always had Jesus back. They were always in Jesus' corner. This morning, my brothers and my sisters, I ask you, I pose this question to you, who is in your corner? Who is in your corner? Our text this morning tells us of the story of a paralytic man. It is not recorded whether or not the man ever wanted to be healed. I can only imagine I can only imagine that it's quite possible, based on the times, that, 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 that he would indeed want to be healed. You see, if you weren't able to take care of yourself, certainly no one else was going to do so either. If you weren't able to take care of yourself during this time period, no one else was going to take care of you either. That was one of the issues that Jesus preached about when, when he taught to love thy neighbor as thyself. That was one of the things he was teaching about when he said to care for the least of these. Who is in your corner this morning. Our text our text this morning 
tells us that after Jesus returns to Capernaum, after some days, remember now that Jesus, Peter, Andrew, and James, and John had already been to Capernaum, but had gone to Galilee to preach in their synagogues. After some days, you see, Jesus returns to Capernaum and, 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 and that immediately many people, many gathered together so that there was no longer enough room to receive them, not even near the door. There were, no, there was no visible means by which this paralytic, handicapped, crippled, this paralytic, there were, there was no means by which this paralytic man could even get to Jesus to be healed. None. Sounds like some of us. It certainly sounds like some of us here this morning. Some of us here this morning believe that our situation has us in dire straits. Some of us here this morning believe that our situation uh, has us believing that, that we are so unworthy of love. So unsuccessful. Uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us here this morning, our situations have us believing that we are so undeserving of anything remotely positive. And as a result of that false belief, as a result of that false belief, we have just given We've given up on ourselves. We've given up on our life. We've given up on others. We've given up on the church. We've given up on Jesus. We've given up on God. We've just plain old give up. But I'm here this morning to ask you, beloved, who is in your corner? This morning, you see, there was no visible means by which the paralytic man, by there was no visible means by which this man could get to Jesus to be healed. None. Yet. Yet, there were four men. God sent four men who had enough faith, who were so resolute or who were resolute enough, who had enough ingenuity, who had enough compassion, who had enough love in their hearts, who had enough courageous faith not to be hindered not to be deterred in getting this paralytic man 
to Jesus. Oh, my brothers and my sisters is in your corner. The text this morning goes on to tell us of how these tenacious, how these lion-hearted men went to the roof of the house so that this helpless, paralytic man could get to Jesus. I can imagine this morning, I can imagine that this crowd was somewhat like a, a, somewhat like a mob scene. They had been, if I may take some liberty, they had been beaten down by hard labor. They had been beaten down by poverty. They had been beaten down in their finances. They had been beaten down in their relationships. They had been beaten down in their health. They had been beaten down by the hypocritical religious leaders of their time with insurmountable and unobtainable laws. As it is recorded in the Gospel of Luke, they had been beaten down. Yet, beloved, These men had to make their way through the religious leaders that were already in the crowd, as we're told again in the Gospel of Luke. These men had to make their way through this eager, Chris, excited, this mob that didn't care about anyone or didn't care about anything other than they themselves and what Jesus could do for them. It is recorded. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It is recorded that in our text this morning, Jesus is returning to Capernaum. You see, Jesus had already been to Capernaum once, teaching and healing. It tells us in the word, in the first chapter of Mark, it tells us that Jesus taught in the synagogues the record tells us that he healed the demon-possessed man. The record continues to tell us that he healed the leper whom he told not to tell anyone, yet the healed leper told anyone and everyone who would listen about this man, Jesus. And what Jesus had done for him. After he had been told not to tell anyone, he couldn't keep it to himself. After, after, after the townspeople had seen 
and had heard of Jesus casting out an unclean spirit in the synagogue after they heard of his teachings, I can imagine, of course, that they too would want to be delivered of whatever affliction they had, both physically, <clears throat> both physically and spiritually. both physically and spiritually. And if we were to look just a little closer at the text, Jesus heals the paralytic man because he saw the faith, not of the paralytic man, he saw the faith of the four men who lifted him and to the roof and then lowered him through the roof, who made their way through the throngs of people, who made their way past the religious leaders of the time, who made their way to the roof. Again, I ask you, beloved, who is in your corner? When Jesus saw their faith, the faith of the four men, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Who, beloved, is in your corner today? I'm reminded of a song we used to sing that says, somebody prayed for me had me on their mind, took the time and prayed for me. It goes on to say, I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed for me. Beloved, who is in your corner? The song goes on to say, my grandma prayed for me. My pastor prayed for me. Somebody prayed for me. Had me on their mind. Took the time and prayed. Took the time and prayed for me. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed for me. Who, oh, my brothers and my sisters, this morning is in your corner. When Jesus, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. 
So my brothers and my sisters, as I come to a close, I'm reminding you that when you're facing those financial mountains, remember who's in your corner, Jesus. When you're facing what seems like insurmountable odds and you don't know how you're going to make it, remember this morning who's in your corner, Jesus. When you don't know if you're coming or if you're going, remember who is in your corner, Jesus. When everyone around you is plotting and scheming against you, brothers and sisters, remember who is in your corner, Jesus. When you can't get your footing and it seems like you're on sinking ground, remember who is in your corner. Jesus, just like he was in the corner of the paralytic man. Hallelujah. When you can't. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When it looks like your breakthrough is held up, remember who's in your corner. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, when you need a friend that sticks closer than a brother, remember who is in your corner. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Tell me this morning, brothers and sisters, who is in your corner? When it seems like no one else is in your corner, who is in your corner? Jesus. Jesus, 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 amen, amen, and amen.